Is your convenience food inconvenient? <laughs> that was the title I was going to go with for this, but it's not super searchable. So I decided to talk about does your perfectly organized pantry cause you to waste food? Let's dig into this because it's sort of a curious phenomenon in the more recent days of the perfectly styled pantry. A wise person once said, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. Well, fish, quit trying to climb trees while getting advice from well-intentioned monkeys. It's time to jump in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. I'm Joy, a professional organizer, mom of four, and fellow fish brain. If you're looking for a place to get understanding, encouragement, and ideas for your home that actually fit how your brain thinks, then I'm glad you're here. Let's ditch the type A advice and embrace what makes our brains and our homes unique. Together, we can have a joy-loving home. Before I jump right into the topic of today, I do want to do a quick follow-up about um, the 100-day challenge that I threw out there. I have had several people emailing me trying to get a hold of the worksheets, and I'm so glad you do. Sincerely, I mean it. Like, email me <laughs> if you're wanting to do this and you cannot get to the worksheets. If you happen to be part of my group, the easiest place to get them is they're sort of pinned in, um, gosh, files. That's what it's called, files at the top of the group. And you should be able to get them there and download them. If you're not part of the group and you want to be, uh, you just go to bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. You can join the group, which is awesome because I will put all of the worksheets there and I try to pop on from time to time and show you some things that are visuals that I can't always do on a podcast. So yeah, that would be there if it was somewhere you'd want to see. And then if if you're like, but... I, I don't do Facebook and that's not my thing. Still, please email me. I'm joy at joylivinghome.com and happy to get those for you if you're listening to this now or later. And the nice thing is if you're like, oh, but I didn't start when it was exactly 100 days before the year was going to end, it's okay because we built it with loopholes per what I discussed in that episode. So therefore, you can jump in anytime and just do a couple things in a day to make up for lost time. It is still achievable. Don't give up. All right, on to today's episode, which is episode 169. Welcome or welcome back. Today, I wanted to talk about if this perfectly styled pantry organization phenomenon that has happened since the beginning of Pinterest and Instagram and this desire to have what used to be if you had a pantry at all, a space that was a closed door and nobody quite worried how it looked. It could be organized in the past without looking pretty. And now the definition of an organized pantry is typically to look pretty as well. I don't find it super convenient to folks with ADHD. What brought on this idea of this topic is... I need to tackle my own pantry. It was set up with a, a decent system a while back. As all systems are, there is actually a need to maintain some things and it has not been maintained well. And so it's a bit of, it's a bit chaotic in there. So anyway, I 
had noticed that we were starting to have a lot of bags of chips pile up on the floor right in front of where the chips go in a basket. (laughs) And the problem is the way I set it up is chips are sort of annoying in and of themselves because if you just try to stick them on a shelf, the bags are just bulky or don't fit quite right or try to fall out or stick out or you grab one and they all like it's they're they're a pain. So chips in a basket is nice, but I don't have a ton of just floor space in my pantry to put a basket that would be easy to slide out, grab a bag of chips and slide back in underneath the shelf or whatever. So I have it in what I thought would be convenient. These two sort of wire baskets that visually there's no forgetting or mistaking that there are chips in those baskets, which is one helper to out of sight, out of mind that, you know, we can see them, but there's bulk buying and rushing and things that you don't normally have and you're not quite sure where to put. And so in our case, that means the floor gets piled up a little extra. Because it got difficult to get to the baskets, because they're at floor level, to even pull them out, it was just easier to grab the brand new chips and open them. And then, oh, there's a sale and buy more chips and we open those and let's just toss them down in front of where the chips go because it's hard to get the basket off the shelf. The next thing you know, it's ridiculous. We have, I I would love to be exaggerating, but I think it's like 25 bags of partially used chips. (laughs) And that was like, I don't know, maybe 12 of them were in the front of the baskets on the floor. And then I pulled them all onto the counter and then I pulled the baskets out. And I was like, enough is enough. I'm putting this on the counter. We are not allowed to open any more bags. We're not allowed to buy any more bags until we use up all of these bags. And if you open one and eat it and it's stale and gross, get rid of it. And we're going to do better. I've got to find a better solution of how I'm putting it in the pantry. What seemed like a good idea is probably, well, it's not working. Let's just say that. So you know, you got to take ideas and take them for a test drive. And this one didn't pan out. So I've got to come up with a new solution. But what I'm asking you is when you look about look at or think about your pantry, and you're like, well, mine was never organized in the first place. So this isn't really a good test. But literally look at what is happening inside of your pantry as clues to how to organize it if you decide to go organize it. Because you are not going to change your behavior just because you bought pretty baskets. It's interesting. I was also sort of revamping a client's pantry that I had done years ago, maybe three years ago. It looked great. This particular client is is very type A. It suits her well to have it extremely well organized and to look like a Pinterest pantry, which is fine. This is not a judgment against Pinterest pantries if your brain and your family functions with them. But three years into this system that had been set up, there had been food that was not normally bought. So it didn't have an actual typical home. And there was not taking the time to decant the cereal. And I spoke about this in episode 80 when I was saying rules to break. If you have an ADHD brain, one of them is do not decant And by decanting, I mean when you see these pantries where they open up the rice and pour it in a separate container and open up the cereal and pour it in a separate container. 
just as an aside, by the way, every 10th episode is one of these break this organizing rule if you have ADHD. So if that sort of sounds interesting to you, you can literally jump around in my podcasts and listen to every 10th one because they all are about that. Next episode is 170. So that will be <laughs> that will be part of the series as well. So a little sneak peek heads up there. Um, but anyway, I digress. I was I was talking about that in episode 80 that I don't encourage decanting. And then I started talking about this thinking about this convenience. Are we making convenient food inconvenient by the way we store it? When I was redoing this client's pantry, I had so many convenience. They're a very athletic family. And so there were these protein bars and there were these prepackaged power drinks and there were these prepackaged granola snacks and there was these prepackaged packs of nuts so that they could grab and go on the run because they're always on the go. If you have convenience food like that, you are often grabbing that those boxes because it's supposed to be convenient and then you're shoving it in your pantry. And when I started pulling all of that out of the cardboard and making it where it was really grab and go, like super accessible, I actually decanted all of these prepackaged items. And I actually will encourage that because I'm not opening the food and putting the food in a new place to contain it. I'm opening a box that houses many prepackaged boxes that are supposed to be grab and go. So they have to be something that you can literally reach in the pantry in a second and head out the door with. And once I removed all of those boxes and got everything back in where it belonged, there was so much breathing room. She felt so much more. She was very happy with the results. It was interesting to me because it was like, here's all this convenience food that became inconvenient because it was piled on top of each other. She didn't realize how much was left or not left in different boxes. She had multiples of the same things, some that had been opened and then got shoved to the back and then the new box was purchased and it got shoved to the back. By the time I pulled it all together, she can now glance quite quickly and see when things are getting low. Now, she will still have to open that box and dump it into the, the open containers where she can grab and go. And a part of that is that maintenance. But there are two things that I'm totally cool with people decanting. One is prepackaged food and two is baking items like a flour or a sugar where 90% of the time that you're using it you're trying to scoop out with a measuring cup because it's hard to manipulate a bag of flour and deal with the scooping and then rolling it back up and keeping it fresh and not creating flour all over the counter because you're opening a bag and shutting a bag it's so much more convenient whether you're a frequent baker or an infrequent baker, you will be pleased that you took the time to decant that. But those are really the only two that I see great value in. I have decanted pasta for people. I have decanted beans and rice and cookies and because everybody wanted that Kardashian cookie thing for a while. Um, but be incredibly selective to what you're choosing to do in your pantry and ask yourself, where is my barrier going to be? Is my barrier when I'm coming home from the grocery store and I really won't take the extra step to decant all this stuff? Or is my barrier in I'm about to run out the door and I need to literally grab this and go and I don't want an extra step? 
Because anytime we add a barrier to ourselves, that's where things fall apart. Honestly, you could look at this two ways because if you're like, I'm snacking too much in the evenings and you have super convenient snack food, maybe you actually want to make that harder to get to. Maybe that is the thing that you decant and put in a basket that is not see-through so that it's a little bit more out of sight, out of mind. Because if you're really, really hungry, you'll go through the effort to get it. But it won't be sort of a default when I'm bored, super easy to get. Two sides, same coin. (laughs) You choose how you want to look at it. So anyway, I just wanted to sort of approach that and to say my takeaway for you with this episode is to walk over, look in that pantry, and just observe it as just a scientist would observe a, you know, a, a cultural scientist, I guess, anthropologist, what's the word I'm looking for, would observe people in a setting and say to yourself, what does this pantry tell me about our family? For my family, it tells me I absolutely have to figure out, we don't even need that many chips. It just got out of control because it was so inconvenient. That one I have to make more clear in our brains which means I have to move something else to the place where those chips have been so that I can open main real estate for the chips. And I'm not sure what that'll be yet. I'm not sure what thing I grab infrequently enough, yet when I want it, I want it. Like in my head, that's maybe baking. Because if I get the motivation to bake, I'm going to go in and get all the stuff out, regardless of where it sits on a shelf. But I'm not going to like randomly want to bake on the fly. And so therefore, the inconvenience of where it sits would become a a problem. And I don't think the barrier to the baking stuff would make me go, I was all in the mood to bake today. Oh, never mind. I've got to like move two things to get to it. Like, I don't think that would deter me. What I'm asking again, your takeaway is just make some observations. Ask yourself, what am I seeing is landing in the front of every shelf? What am I seeing that I've bought multiples and multiples and multiples of because I keep forgetting I've had this already? What am I not using up? So I already told my family that stays at home now, which is, there's there's a whole three of us around the table these days. And I just said, October, I'm literally challenging myself to cook from the pantry. I am really wanting to pare this down to what the three of us like to have around and eat on the regular. I want to streamline all of this so there's so much little to see. And I really want nothing to live on the floor but the recycle bin in the trash can. (laughs) That should be all that lives on the floor in my pantry. My plan is to put a photo of this, this chip haul, this very embarrassing chip haul, into the group. If you want to peek at that and I'll I'll attach this episode below so that you know this is what I'm talking about. And I have not been on Instagram in forever, but I might do a little um, snapshot in there. If you happen to follow me on Instagram and there I'm at Joy Living Home, you know I do very little on there. But every now and then I like to post something that it's just, it's between us. Like, I... (laughs) I'll put it on there and I'll put some caption that like makes sense if somebody stumbles across it. But you will know this is a reference to the podcast. And if you follow me on there and you go look for it and see it, give me like a thumbs up or a heart or something so I know you're one of my podcast listeners because that, I don't know, that just means a lot to me that it's sort of like our own little secret message. And if anybody else on Instagram stumbles upon it, so be it. But 
I will put something on there with like a before after carousel thing for you. All right. I'm going to stop there because now I'm just rambling. Take some moments, peek at your pantry. And if you want to give me a shout and tell me what you discovered, I'd love to hear about it. All right. Until next time, continue to choose joy.